This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So what is planning? Planning is the intersection of making changes and improvements to the built environment, but also factoring in culture and economics and politics and education. It's quality of life. How do we make our places better places to live? Places that will thrive, that will have an economic base, that will have affordable housing for everyone, that will have transportation infrastructure that works, that has that infrastructure that we don't see, the sewage, the pipes, that all of that is functioning efficiently. What I absolutely love about um, urban studies and planning is it's so multifaceted and uh, growing up, my mom actually called me a uh, jack of all trades, and this kind of really played out because in urban studies, you're doing design work, you're doing policy work, you're doing theoretical work, you're doing practical work, and it all comes together. Initially, I was an engineering major, and I loved every second of it. I loved the science, I loved the math, but I felt like it wasn't enough for me to help my community and help those who are around me. So I wanted to give back to those who I saw around me who were just like me. So my poster is titled Barriers to Economic Self-Sufficiency, a case study of single mother families in San Diego. And it's sort of a look at the way that single mothers who are in poverty and on welfare programs um, face struggles and challenges in their daily lives. And also the fact that in San Diego, the cost of living is making everything really difficult for people who are already sort of disadvantaged by their gender, their marital status, and their poverty. I actually work at the Housing Commission, San Diego Housing Commission, and I work with the Section 8 clients who receive rental assistance. And I've come to realize that people have, like everyone has a really unique story and that often gets lost in this discourse about poverty and welfare where people really um, stereotype and don't understand people's actual lives. My project was actually based on um, gentrification of the forgotten, which was of the elderly population, because I feel like that is something that is kind of missed in the topic or in the conversation of gentrification. So I kind of focused on gentrification and the impacts that it has on the elderly population. We're going to have this huge influx of elderly people coming into our cities, and we kind of need to create cities more adaptable for them. Um, so just like healthy aging cities, and I think it's just an issue that's not really talked about so much, even though it's a big issue. So my project is looking at abstinence or safe sex education and whether or not there's one that's better to teach Latino students or Latinx students in communities where Latinx, um, communi Latinx students are the majority. The reason why I looked at this is because my mother was a teen mom as well as my sister at the moment. So my recommendations for my project were that there needs to be a class or a scheduled time period where a health professional comes in and allows for dialogue between students so that they can learn from one another while the health professional clarifies any misconception or anything that they might have wrong. So my project looks at the Fairmont Arts Collaborative, which is located in City Heights. Um, really what I wanted to look at was how a uh, coalition model of um, approaching arts interventions and urban design interventions in a city uh, gives more power to the community to shape their own narrative, uh, especially in the context of redevelopment and gentrification. Now, Rogers Community Garden is a student-run garden that really focuses on bringing all the best in green agriculture to the students of uh, UCSD. And sort of to go one step beyond that to not only bring, you know, fresh food and that know-how to the students, but also 
sort of create a location for research to happen that the students can participate in. So when we talk about the Rooted University, it, it's, it's acknowledging that here we are at this highly regarded institution that's a leader in knowledge production, in critical thinking, in coming up with innovations that are, we hope, designed to improve society. But then how do you make that jump from our campus out into the community? Because it's not about just going in and saying, here we are, we're the experts, we're going to do this for you. It's, we want to work with you. We feel like we have something to offer. We know that you have something to offer. This is your community. You know the community better than we do. You know the problems better than we do. How can you articulate what your challenges are in a way that we can identify strategies for us to collaborate with you, to problem solve together, and then bring about actual real change? Our goal is really to be able to have the universities working more um, effectively in, towards community change, utilizing the resources that they have in terms of students and faculty, um, and really being able to kind of work on real live projects that are affecting people's lives today. For me, I am a queer first generation Filipino American immigrant. And growing up, there was a lot about that that kind of made me feel insecure. But it was in the community, it was within these spaces that I found a lot of empowerment and a lot of um, my identity was kind of validated. So uh, for me, it's just a way that I can give back because, you know, I feel like once you see yourself being represented in these spaces and you see people doing this kind of work, um, it really just gives value to what you're doing, gives you a little bit more direction. So for me, that's why I love being in the community. I love doing this kind of work, especially with people who might not have a political voice, might not have the resources. So that's really why I find myself, uh, myself doing this kind of work. We want to engage students we want them to be sort of acting as a research workhorse for the community. Um, and we want them to, most importantly, enjoy themselves. Because when you enjoy yourselves, you know, it's no longer work. It's a passion, it's a career, you know, it's a lifestyle. And that's what we want to really have here. No matter what direction they're going into, whether they're going to be working for corporates or in public service, whatever, that they have a sense of the fact that all of the things that we're doing is for the betterment of the life of, of the people living in our communities. And that people need to have a voice in the decision making that affects their lives. And so keeping that sense of the community in their minds in regard to whatever they're doing. So let me first start with, with a question. So innovating how we teach and learn. So how do you all interpret innovation? It really has become a buzzword and everybody is using it without really thinking about what it means. And I would like that you know that for me, innovation means significant and positive change. So why would we need significant positive change in teaching and learning at UC San Diego? So let's look at uh, Chancellor Kosla's first goal in his strategic plan, what he's saying I will read. The goal of UC San Diego, his goal is to deliver an educational and overall experience that develops students who are capable of solving problems, leading and innovating, there's the word, in a diverse and interconnected world. 
So what does it take to achieve this? And does achieving this require a positive, significant change? Does it require innovation? And my answer is yes. It, here at UCSD, it does require substantial change. And the change has to be in how faculty and students think about teaching and learning. And for faculty, this must mean that they cannot view teaching as a transmission of knowledge. They must understand instruction as teaching to learn. And for our students, they cannot view education as a spectator sport. And they cannot approach a college education from a consumer mentality. Because education is not what happens to you. Education is something that you must own. And students really need to develop this intrinsic desire to learn, to grow, to discover meaning, and to see connections, and to think about implications and applications, and to imagine possibilities and probabilities. And let me just add something. You know, I walked around and I thought, this is actually what you guys did. So this is why I'm so inspired. You really imagined possibilities, probabilities. And I, so again, you are a model. So what has UC San Diego done to facilitate such a change? And this is what uh, Keith was talking about. UC San Diego created the Teaching and Learning Commons, and the Teaching and Learning Commons are something really special and uh, a development that required that the stars were aligned in a very specific way. So there was four years ago a grassroots movement of faculty and other educators and students and administrators that got together to respond to a challenge from the executive vice chancellor who said, uh, develop ideas about initiatives that I, the executive vice chancellor, should support. And the group proposed to have an education initiative with the goal to rethink teaching and learning. To our big surprise, we were accepted as one of four initiatives. And we got a new chancellor. He also immediately engaged in a strategic in, a thinking initiative and we, our ideas were aligned with what he had in mind. So that's what I mean. The stars were aligned. And what we helped identify as super important goals is that in order to facilitate change, all units at UCSD, all members of UCSD's community must work collectively and that they must abandon individual agendas in favor of a collective approach. And the second key commitment from the institution has to be that teaching and learning must be viewed truly as yin and yang, complementary and inseparably. And of course, you may say, well, that's common sense. But no, unfortunately, that was innovative way of thinking. So because what that really meant was one had to move from understanding improving education as something that one unit does as a concept that will require all units to participate because it doesn't work if we fiddle with education at one end of the continuum. And 
It also meant that advancing student success required coordination, collaboration, and communication. And it also meant that neither students nor faculty need fixing. What needs to happen is a shared commitment to deep learning and an acknowledgement that learning is social and requires engagement of all. And we then said in order to achieve our goals, we need to develop a backbone organization, and this backbone organization is te the teaching and learning commons. We have two centers under one roof, the Center for Engaged Teaching that focuses on faculty needs, and the Center for Engaged Learning which focuses on student needs. So I would like to illuminate with two examples uh, what teaching to learn means and what learning to grow means, because teaching to learn on the faculty side, learning to grow on the student side. So teaching to learn. As Keith said, we hired uh, professionals called learning specialists, and these learning specialists translate what research has uncovered about how people learn into pedagogical strategies. And these learning specialists, and Keith will participate in this, work one-on-one -on -one with faculty and through collaboration, and this, through this collaboration, faculty will rethink their courses by asking not what do I want to teach, but what do I want my students to know, be able to do, and what ways of thinking do I want my students to develop? And that's a mindset change. So the, the comments help faculty appreciate that a curriculum is a work in progress and constantly shifting and reinventing itself based on the needs of both students and the world they are entering. And the Commons assess the, these teaching innovation, and we conduct, conduct a cycle of implementing, assessing, improving, and that's innovative. So here's now a concrete example of innovating in innovation in teaching. And that is collaborative two-stage exams that actually are done by faculty in biology. So what is this? So a two-stage exam is when students complete a test as individuals and then immediately complete the test in groups, the same test. So when we first confronted this idea that students might do an exam collectively or able to consult with each other on their individual answers, can you imagine how faculty looked at us? All right. So and then, of course, you know, is this ethical? Don't grades measure individual mastery of material? That's a valid concern, right? But they are specific design features. I will not bore you with this, but we can address this. So then the question is, are there any good reasons to do this? Or are we just doing this because we can? And yes, there are very good reasons to do this. There are important lessons to be learned when consulting with others, like figuring out who is correct and how to assert, ascertain the merits of an argument, right? And furthermore, isn't it a fact that most professionals, in most professional contexts, if you need an answer, don't you consult with others? And actually, isn't that always the case? So what students learn and practice is professional behavior, right? So that's already pretty cool, but there's way more. 
When we assess the impact of the two-stage collaborative testing on student learning, here's what we learned. Collaboration actually reduces test anxiety, especially for those who are really anxious. That's already pretty important. But very importantly, two-stage exams led to higher retention of course material. So here's the student voice. <clears throat> it's not just that I know the answer better, I understand the reasoning behind why certain answers are correct. So let me summarize. A two-stage exam approach creates a highly productive learning environment and it increases motivation and it provides high incentives for collaboration and communication. Again, skills we want to teach, right? And then the immediate feedback on individual performance contributes to deeper learning. That's teaching to learn. So now learning to grow. Student success in college and beyond depends on motivation and engagement. And one of our, the teaching and learning commons goal is to help faculty understand that learning is more than a cognitive process. That a student achievement in college and beyond depends on motivation and engagement. And so how do we do that? And one of the most effective strategies is experiential learning, which is learning by doing. Now is that innovative? No, really not. It's actually the oldest idea in learning. But it's super powerful. And you have experienced it, yes? Your senior project is experiential learning. You learned the wider context of your course content. You connected knowledge with hands-on experience. You were confronted with unfamiliar situations and tasked in real-world situations. And to complete your project, you had to figure out what you know, what you didn't know, and then how to learn the latter. And you had to synthesize existing ideas and concepts into innovative and creative ways to develop new ways of thinking or working. And you learned to communicate and respond to needs to diverse audiences. You practiced engagement and social responsibility. And finally, you had to learn how to disseminate your new knowledge, visually and in words, both in writing and in spoken word. That is an amazing experience. So this course base, that was a course, right? Experiential learning is very important and very powerful. But they are not unique to us. So what makes us innovative is that UCSD, we do not stop here. We are taking the concept of experiential learning to another level. So now let me ask you, raise your hand, if anybody of you was involved in alternative spring break? Anybody here? Rogers Community Garden, yes. Um, I lead workshop series. Global Ties, anybody? Anybody in the cross-border initiative? Volunteered at the UCSD's free clinic? Um, was a resident advisor? Orientation leader? Uh, officer of a student organization? All right. So there are more and more of these kinds of experiences. What do they have in common? They take place outside the classroom, right? So let's look at the work of an RA. 
you all know RAs, right? So there's a very rigorous selection and training process. They work with campus residents, that's where their name comes from, to develop a sense of community, facilitate open and sensitive communication, organize social, educational, recreational, and cultural activities. So what are the skills and abilities in RAs learning? Critical thinking, right? Problem solving, right? Mediation, conflict revolution, community development, teamwork. Are those valuable, essential skills to develop? You bet. So if they are valuable, then how as an institution demonstrate our agreement that this is value, that it is really valuable what students are learning outside the classroom. How do we demonstrate this? And how do we help students? So it's yin and yang. So as an institution, how do we demonstrate this? But how do we help students grasp the importance and value of learning outside the classroom? How do we help students understand that their experiences beyond the classroom develop skills and competencies that are crucial for future success, whether it be further studies or a career? So how did we tackle this? So we worked with stakeholders inside and outside UC, the UCSD community and identified transferable skills, success skills, soft skills, that all graduating seniors should have in addition to the skills and knowledges and abilities of thinking they acquire in their major. And guess what we came up with? Effective oral and written communication skills, critical thinking and problem solving, creativity, cultural competencies, integrity, civic engagement, social responsibility, very importantly, ability for self-reflection and self-improvement, and interest in seeking help and providing feedback. So we did this, and then we developed an innovative tool that allows students to identify which one of these skills they learn through outside the classroom experiences. And then the students captured this on their official UCSD transcript. And this tool is called co-curricular record. So here at UCSD, students have printed on a transcript paper with the registrar's signature and institutional seal, the co-curricular record, a valid, validated record of students' involvement in opportunities beyond the classroom and with the competencies they developed. So together, the co-curricular record and the tradition, traditional transcript, and it's one piece, capture the complete educational experiences and accomplishment of a UC San Diego student. And what it captures again is both learning inside and learning outside the classroom. And thus having a co-curricular record plus a tra traditional transcript sets our students apart because together they represent an educational narrative to employers and graduate schools that goes beyond grades and degrees. And that is innovative. And I'm ending now, so I just want to wrap this up. UC San Diego is truly investing in teaching and learning innovation so that all our students have opportunities to learn and excel so that they can achieve and succeed here and after graduation. And this is 
just what you did. And you, our students, truly are our institution's most important product. And look truly, seriously at what you have accomplished. You are the students, and I'm now quoting the chancellor. He's, he, that was his goal, and we are looking at it. You are the students capable of solving problems, leading and innovating in a diverse, interconnected world. And I'm truly basking in collective glory. Congratulations, and thank you for inviting me and learning about what you did. And I'm inspired. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.